Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Seek Sustainable Japan. I'm JJ Walsh, your host in Hiroshima, Japan. And today I am talking with a woman who wears many hats, uh, many different roles. She is a film producer, she is a nonprofit founder. Uh, she is an activist making the Michinoku uh, Coastal Trail in Tohoku more sustainable. So I'm so excited to talk to you, Kumi. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for inviting me. Hello,、um, I'm Kumi. Hello, everyone. This is my first time talking on live on YouTube, so I'm a little bit nervous. But, anyways, good morning. <laughs> Good morning and welcome. And don't worry, it's a nice, casual conversation. We always have a nice community here as well.、Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of community, that is something that has, seems to have spurred you on、uh, to help the people and the, the environment, of course, as well in the Tohoku area since the disaster, it sounds like, right?、Mm -hmm. Yep. So, around 2011, you were working in Tokyo, is that right? Uh huh. Yeah, I was、uh, basically I'm an architect. It wasn't、uh, included in your、uh, introduction, but. Sorry, I, I was, couldn't include、uh, yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was、uh, working in Tokyo and I was、uh, running my own architect's farm. Yep, so I was in Tokyo. Yeah. And then I, I was looking at a really excellent、uh, article with JNTO in the UK, Postcards from、mm -hmm. Japan. And、uh, they were, you were、uh, profiled, and there was an interview with you、mm -hmm. talking about the MCT. So, for、right. people that don't really know the MCT, can you tell us a little bit about it?、Uh, okay. So, MCT is a、uh, Michinoku Coastal Trail and it runs through uh, uh, like a thousand kilometer long along the uh, Tohoku uh, coast, coast area. And it was a recovery project of Ministry of Environment. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, they tried to make this uh, trail uh, to make.、Uh, To, to support Tohoku,、uh, devastated area. And they tried to build this uh, uh, trail with locals so、uh, people can visit Tohoku for walking. And that really supports、uh, people in Tohoku. So、yeah. that's. So, so many amazing、mm -hmm. views along the way. So, Uh, in kilometers, it's 1,025 kilometers or 600 miles, right?、Uh, yes. I, yes. Yeah, it's about something like that, right? And it, you, you say at the end here, I love this, the whole Tohoku area is 70% mountain. I didn't realize、mm -hmm. that. Uh huh. Well, basically,、uh, Japan is covered with mountains, and that's like、uh, 70%. And Tohoku area is、uh, yeah, more, maybe. Iwate is 70%. And yes, maybe a lot of、uh, mountains and hills and woods. And it's really beautiful. And also, the coast area where the, the Michinoku Coastal Trail runs through also is、uh, really beautiful.、Uh, many natures and、uh, yes. It's really、uh, fun to walk. Yeah, now you, you also did a, an, art, an interview with National Geographic, also through JNTO,、uh, yes. talking, talking about、uh, how Tohoku survived 2011、mm -hmm. and the chance to walk the trail. Is also、mm -hmm. a great chance to engage and interact with so many amazing local people. Uh -huh. Who are themselves very active in taking care、mm -hmm. of the trail along the way. Is、uh -huh. that right? Yeah, exactly. They take care of the、uh, trail itself and they also take care of uh, uh, hikers, those who、uh, come walking. 
because since it's such a long uh, walk, um, the hikers need help from people along the trail, and that makes a really nice uh, communication with uh, hikers and locals. And some, um, yeah, so if you walk once the Michinoku Coastal Trail, uh, many hikers go back after they walk because they meet so many locals and they are so nice and they, uh, it's like they uh, give you some teas and they invite you in home. So there are just so many uh, good um, communications happens while you're walking. So a lot of hikers becomes a, a fan of Tohoku and they go visit again and again and again and some people even uh, move to live to Tohoku. Nice. It's, it's always shocking to me um, to hear that Tohoku is one of the least visited areas mm -hmm. of Japan. But it mm -hmm. has uh, so many beautiful natural sites to enjoy, uh, so much space, so many mm -hmm. welcoming, amazing locals. And like you said, uh, just mm -hmm. last week, we had the 11th year anniversary mm -hmm. of the uh -huh. Tohoku disaster. And you say in your article that the local people don't like to talk about uh, their recovery or their experience too much. Yeah. It's it's painful, yeah. but when visitors yeah. come from the outside, it's easier mm -hmm. for them to talk, and they are very welcoming and very grateful that people come and visit their yeah. area and want to talk about it and want to support them just by being there. And I thought mm -hmm. that was really powerful. Yeah, the reason why uh, they don't want to talk about the disaster within the community is because you never know uh, the person who sit next to you has lost his wife or son or daughter or mother or father. So you, you really never know. So you, that the person really hesitates to talk about the disaster. It, it's kind of scary thing. If, you know, you start talking to him about disaster, he, maybe doesn't really want to uh, remember, you know, does it make any sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am based in Hiroshima, so we yeah. understand, you know, mm -hmm. the, the balance that you want to learn, you want to engage with local people, but you don't want to make them relive it, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it's a really painful experience yeah. of their past. But if you are a, a traveler or hiker, then this hiker is not supposed to be a victim, you know? So it's a little bit easier for people to talk about the disaster. And I think they want to talk because it was such a huge, uh, it gave them a, such a huge impact. And through talking, it release you, uh, release your mind a bit, you know? If you talk about like bad memories or something that happened to you, talking and listening really helps you. So hikers are uh, in that way also supporting Tohok people, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you use the Japanese word in the article, kizuna. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talking about making those important human connections, engaging with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for the visitor too, uh, maybe similar to a lot of visitors who really enjoy spending time in Hiroshima and talking mm -hmm. with local people, they really appreciate and are inspired by the resilience mm -hmm. of the local people and how they recovered from mm -hmm. such a devastating event, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to learn all the things will help you when you are become a victims, you know. It's just just to know all these uh, things will support when it happens to you. I think so. It's really important to to uh, to convey to to talk about things to the others or and and you need to 
have this attitude to listen to people and if you have this attitude and you can learn a lot from those people who have survived from the disasters i guess yeah definitely um you also talk about uh, the local culture that there's mm -hmm. like special dances over a thousand special dances yeah. in the area uh-huh uh -huh. so yeah, interesting. Really i didn't know that now oh i can send you a book i uh we just made a, a nice book talking about this uh folk dance it's like a deer dance and sometimes tiger dancing and they uh, each uh villages or each community has this uh traditional folklore dancing and it's really beautiful and it's uh, it supported also uh, the people after the disaster because uh, they, they lost everything but this dancing remains in inside of you and when they hear this uh, uh, rhythm they remember uh, how it was before and they, they can remember all the memories of what they had before so this uh, traditional performance also supported uh, Tohoku a lot. And it's really beautiful. I want you to see. Yeah, I want to see it too. I want I want you to tell us, uh, maybe we can put it in the show notes, the link to the book or the mm -hmm. link to where we might see some of the dances. Um, I remember watching the Rugby World Cup. Um, they had an area which a lot of uh, rugby players from mm -hmm. Zealand uh, did like a sister city uh, mm -hmm. engagement and they helped rebuild that area and support the local rugby players and the families um, mm -hmm. in rebuilding the community. And then mm -hmm. when the stadium was rebuilt, they had these beautiful uh, fishing vessel flags which they were waving yeah. and yeah, yeah. doing like special fight songs and stuff. And I mm -hmm. thought that was really interesting. Like there is yeah. such unique, interesting culture um, in that yeah. area. It's quite an old traditional uh -huh. area of Japan. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, along the coast area, coastline of Japan, I think they all have this uh, uh, like fisherman's uh, tradition in Japan, I think. This huge flag, right? Yeah, it's, I like it. And you yeah. can buy like some uh, bags and wallets and like the, all these small things uh, made out uh, by these flags also. <laughs> it's yeah. now uh, like a, a souvenir. Definitely. And it, it fires up the team to win too, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Now you also mentioned the, f the fisher people, fishers, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. They have their own unique culture. Uh, they do special ceremonies or festivals mm -hmm. before they go out to sea because traditionally uh, going out to sea was very dangerous. Um, uh, so they, they also have those traditions that uh, people doing the trail or in the area might be able to see, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, uh, uh, it depends on the area, but if you go to... Uh, uh, Kesenuma, which is in Miyagi Prefecture, uh, in, in autumn, you can see uh, like hundreds of hundreds of uh, fishermen's ship going out to the ocean and all the ship with this huge flag on it, like many, many flags on it, and uh, a wife and kids on, a, uh, on this side and they are waving their hands to the father and kids crying <laughs> and uh, yeah it's really nice um it's kind of uh yeah festival and you'll see uh yeah along uh, the trail if you're hiking uh, you will be able to see some of these uh traditional japanese festivals too it's really authentic um japanese um yeah sceneries I want to show this video of a uh, promotion video that you you are grouped <laughs> for the trail. It's mm -hmm. so gorgeous. Yeah. 
Right. So, so on this uh, YouTube channel as well, you've been doing some live talks during coronavirus, have you? Uh, YouTube? Uh, I saw a live talk as well, uh, talking, oh, right. about, uh -huh. talking about the trail. Uh, were you doing a lot? And uh, in February, yes, we did uh, one small uh, show on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we were talking about the trail. And just like a week ago, we also were talking about uh, the trail. Um, now I'm trying to uh, make, uh, you know, Japan, Japanese uh, Ministry of Environment has like 10 uh, long distance trails in Japan, actually. But it's not really uh, in use at the moment. But the total uh, length is like 28,000 kilometers. I can't cal calculate how much miles is that, but it's really long. But it, it's not in use. But they think trail uh, project is really sustainable, uh, sustainable tourism and sustainable uh, for. It, it will bring sustainable community also. So I'm trying to uh, uh, make them alive. <laughs> so yeah. that kind of talk show I'm also doing. Nice. Uh, when you when you talk about sustainable, making sustainable trails, uh, what exactly are you talking about? Uh, I interviewed a woman who, uh, for example, she's doing a tour guide, which is part of a hiking tour. Mm -hmm. And before they're doing the hiking tour, they're working with locals to fix the trail so that the mm -hmm. locals can benefit from a better hiking trail and it's better for visitors and bringing mm -hmm. uh, people on the tour. Oh, here's mm -hmm. the, the fishing boat. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah and this is, another, this is another festival. Guys all going to the ocean and this uh, tiger dancing happens together. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, so is, well, that, is that what you're working on as well, to fix the trail is part of the sustainable trail idea? Right. And, you know, just like you say, if the, the trail is fixed well, maintenance uh, well, then more people will come and the hikers will appreciate uh, that they are walking on such a nice trail and they... So uh, another, I just, just saw that she was putting a ribbon on the tree. Uh -huh. yeah. So it's as a trail marker, right? Another uh -huh. part yeah. of... You don't get lost. <laughs> I, I hate getting lost. So very mm -hmm. important for me. <laughs> yeah, so that lady is a local uh, a people. And she's also supporting this trail to be uh, nice and fixed. So um, it's really... Uh, uh, good for hikers and hikers also support uh, maintenance to the trail together with locals. So there is another communication with locals and trail uh, hikers and this uh, good circle um, uh, goes up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then also, like you, you mentioned, if you wanted to hike the whole trail, which mm -hmm. is very long, it's over a thousand kilometers or 600 miles long, um, mm -hmm. it would take you about 50 days. So even yeah. if you're hiking along the way, you're mm -hmm. probably using local shops, uh, mm -hmm. eating at local eateries, uh, mm -hmm. engaging with locals. So you're also contributing to the local economy which right. also helps these communities uh, mm -hmm. survive, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, well, some hikers go all the way through, 1,000 kilometers, but many hikers uh, use trails like for one week or for two days, but they, since it's 1,000 kilometers long, uh, many people want to complete. So they go many, many times to Tohoku, and they would stay uh, the inn, stay hotels, stay real calm. And some people, uh, and 
since they stay on the trail for 24 hours, they are like uh, living on the trail. So they consume. So just like you say, uh, economically, it's really supporting Tohoku also. So many communication with locals and economy-wise, it's good. And also locals will realize that what they see every day is really nice. And they learn it from hikers, because hikers will say, oh, such a nice view, oh, such a nice culture and nice history and everything. But for locals, it's just everyday life. So they don't realize it's such a, a precious thing. But so this communication with hikers and locals also helps uh, people to be more proud of their um, community. And it's also uh, one side. It's good about uh, trail. Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? Uh, I remember the first time many years ago that, that I visited the Zero Waste town of Kamikatsu, and mm -hmm. I had the chance to talk to some local people, and I was just raving about sustainability uh -huh. and zero waste. And they're like, you like it? You're interested <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And I was like, absolutely. This is amazing what you're doing. Uh -huh. And then they mm -hmm. started saying, oh, maybe it is interesting, you know? So I yeah. helped them realize uh -huh. that they are living uh -huh. in a special place. So that made me uh -huh. feel good. Uh -huh. So like, uh, even if it's uh, you, like you, um, uh, foreigners would say that, uh, somehow locals, Japanese locals get more proud. <laughs> so um, before Corona virus, has spread spread so badly we had so many uh foreign hikers from like um, united states uh, switzerland uh, germany france and so many places and locals were so uh they, they were surprised because when they first when we first started this trail no one thought that who would walk thousand kilometers and it's just forget about it and that kind of thing but after they saw many hikers uh, not only uh, foreigners but Japanese hikers they realized that oh so people come and walk <laughs> so hikers are uh, kind of advertising a salesman for local people to know the trail it's interesting <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? And it looks like um, you can do like maybe a, a site visit, like this is a salt making factory, or um, yep. you might see the fishermen areas along the way. Um, there also are chances to meet up with local guides. So if you want to learn about uh, what happened in this area, how did people survive? And then I've heard also that there were other disasters way back long ago in history. Mm -hmm. And so there are up on the hills, for example, rocks, which symbolize where people escaped to when a big tsunami came 100 years ago mm -hmm. or something. So mm -hmm. it's not only the 10 or 11 years ago recent past, but Tohoku is such a long, interesting history. So mm -hmm. connecting to local people and local guides is also a great way to help the economy, but also have a deeper experience, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can find some uh, English-speaking guides uh, these days. We have like several uh, uh, guides who can speak English and they can, yes, uh, talk about all the histories of Tohoku because we have, we have been having uh, disasters uh, again and again like uh, 100 years ago or 300 years ago. So is it, it happens. Is this kombu? Kel kombu. Yes, yes, yeah. kombu. I love kombu. And you know, now in America now, uh, kelp burgers are becoming popular. Yeah. They're using like kombu, right? So mm -hmm. I want kelp burgers to become popular in Japan too. We need more plant-based options that are plant protein <laughs> made in Japan, right? <laughs> yeah, you can, if you go on the uh, uh, sea, seaside, you'll find so many kombu 
What, what, what you say that in English? Kombu? Kelp. Kombu. I think, yeah. Kombu is kelp, kelp I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a tea weed. I love it. Mm -hmm. So tasty yeah, so and wonderful for dashi as well, mm -hmm. for making the really nice vegan plant-based soup mm -hmm. stock for mm -hmm. soups or noodles. Oh my yep. gosh, look at this scenery. It's beautiful. Yes, this is Hachinohe. It's Aomori Prefecture. It's kind of uh, a terminus of uh, northern terminus of a trail. So many people start from here, Hachinohe, because it's a nice and easy uh, trail, not so uh, hilly. It's flat and yeah, it's really beautiful. Gorgeous. Uh, we've mm. had some great comments. Uh, blessings from Okinawa. People Ooh. joining from Okinawa. Wonderful. Uh, Enrique says, awesome videos. Looks like mm -hmm. amazing adventure for digital nomads. Very good. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, real human connection is the better way to understand the soul mm -hmm. that moves us. How beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now... Yes. To also tell the story, you also have produced films about Tohoku. Yes, films about Tohoku. Uh, tell me about your film production company. Is it called Silent Voice? Uh-huh. Yep. It's, our production is a, a really, really small production, and we only do produce films when the director's really wants to uh, create something that we can uh, agree on. And since the, the name Silent Voice means that we try to listen to uh, Silent Voice, you know, not loud voice, but uh, some like small things, uh, everyday life. And so, I produced in Tohoku um, four films actually, but it's called uh, Tohoku Trilogy, Tohoku Documentary Trilogy. And what we filmed was uh, uh, just a dialogue of um, uh, close people like husband and wife or sisters and brothers. So we are not interviewing people but it's just a dialogue of um, a people who were, um, who, who had to face to tsunami, and so uh, it's just just a dialogue. But since it's um, since it's not interview, they talk to each other. And since they are such a close, they have such a close relationship, they listen to the others and they, the other can talk with, uh, in a comfortable way. Um, it's a little bit difficult for me to, also these are like, um, yeah, the people who are in the film. And they, what they talk about is what they were doing on that day, 311, and what they have been doing since uh, before 311, and what they have been doing until now. So only three questions, past, now, and uh, past, and that time, and now. It's really simple, but so we have, I have uh, three films exactly the same way of filming. And the last one is uh, filming, um, it's called uh, Storytellers. And it's about uh, uh, old people who has been, nothing uh, keep telling the folk tales so they don't have uh, books or written things but they memorize like three hundreds of stories in their head so they wow. keep so 
they heard this story from their grandmother and this grandmother heard this story from her father so it's just how, how do I see it uh, a verbal yeah um, it's it's not written right it's, it's just written it's uh, just memories. Uh, spoken spoken stories that are passed oh, yes. down thank from you generations uh -huh. yeah amazing now we should mention that these films about tohoku were directed by ryusuke hamaguchi Hamushi, yes, who exactly. is now in the news because he's an award-winning director for his new movie drive my car right uh -huh. yeah yeah so he he's like everywhere now like he's in the newspaper he's in tv but he's um the starting point is actually this uh film because his uh, films, uh, it, it's always uh, his, this dialogue is really uh, something different from the others. And he said that he learned the, the way people talking or the, the conversation, dialogue, whatever, um, is, it, it was just so natural, you know, in the film you have to act and even in uh, interview on TV, you have to act right like uh, a victim. So you are not yourself. But in this film, people are just themselves. So he said that he wants to show it in his own film also, even if it's not documentary. So this film is kind of his starting point. That's what oh, he said. Awesome. <laughs> now, if people wanted to see these films, uh, they have to contact you and then uh, you can set up some kind of like viewing or showing that people pay for. Is that right? Uh, yes, actually, now, uh, since um, Hamaguchi is so famous now, uh, this, uh, these films are also being shown in in the theater everywhere so if you google you may be able to find uh, a theater near you i'm not sure if it, it's happening in hiroshima but uh like osaka kyoto and many places wow exciting is, um, yes. is there a subtitled version or only in japanese uh in english subtitle only but we have the subtitle fantastic Mm. So you were an architect. You mm -hmm. uh, produced films about Tohoku. You have mm -hmm. also started nonprofits um, to protect the trail, the MCT trail. But also, uh, you started Trailblazers as well, which is another <laughs> uh, making trails sustainable nonprofit, right? Right. Uh -huh. Can you tell us about Trailblazers? Um, yeah, Trailblaze, uh, it's called uh, Trailblaze Hiking Institute and I just started it uh, two years ago with uh, my friend hikers because I, I learned just so much about uh, the trail from uh, the hikers because before I start uh, working on the Michinoku Coastal Trail, I've never had walked on trail but I, I didn't even know what tra trail is so I um, was asking so many questions to the hikers and they were teaching me so many things and I found out that the uh, trail is really a, a sustainable project and it is really sustainable way of tra traveling and it will make a community sustainable so it's just so many good things about trail. So I wanted to uh, help. I, I learned a lot about uh, trail from trying to make uh, the uh, trail management system of uh, Michinoku Coastal Trail. So I wanted to share that with other trail. So I started to this uh, institute. Yeah, great. Uh, you talk about on the website, it says one of the services is to do workshops to teach people how to build a trail. 
So mm -hmm. what are the basics for building a trail? I heard from Lisa Mimura in Hiroshima, who's mm -hmm. doing the, the building of the local trails in Hiroshima for her Asakusuki mm -hmm. tour. Mm -hmm. um, they're using a lot of bamboo. Is, is that also the strategy? Or tell me a little bit, how do you build the trail? Uh, there is just so many ways of building trails and it depends on where and if and trail doesn't have to be only in the mountains so it can be in a, a town in a city and mountains and forest so it depends where you want to make your trail but uh, usually or at least uh, the trails that I have uh, involved is uh, using um, not new ones we are not making new ones but uh, like old uh, old road which uh, older people were using so just now I've you know. I've heard I when I visited to, uh, Tokushima recently there was mm -hmm. a local guide who took us on what they call the Akasin the red line <laughs> Right. Yeah. And he said these were the old traditional routes the locals mm -hmm. used. Of course, they didn't use the road because it takes too long. Um, mm -hmm. They would use these routes that pass through the mountain trails. Is that mm -hmm. kind of the same idea that to make yes, use yes. of existing trails? Yeah. So like uh, if you now we have so many tunnels and a paved uh, a road for the car. But before that, only the way we move was on your foot, you know. So there are so many old uh, uh, road streets. And some, some old man told me that they used to use this uh, um, mountain road to go to elementary school and I think it took like two hours for them but that was just normal and there were so many old uh, roads are existing in the mountains and hills so uh, well especially Michinoku Coastal Trail tried to use uh, that kind of road but still uh, we need to maintenance uh, so I've never used a bamboo, but if the the area has a lot of bamboo, then they can use it, I think. That makes sense to use what you have in the local area, of course. Um, yeah. most, most of Japan has a lot of bamboo and it's, it's troublesome, right? Uh, uh -huh. Because it grows yes. too fast. <laughs> Uh -huh. So I yeah. think that's why people use bamboo. It's a fast growing crop, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even one year, it grows so fast. So fast. Another uh -huh. another part, like you mentioned, is having trail maintenance. So mm -hmm. once you have a trail, mm -hmm. uh, do you train people in the local communities how they can help to keep the trail in good condition? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, there is some uh, way to maintenance the uh, mountain road, and we try not to uh, cut so many uh, trees or weeds. So only we need is like a 40 centimeter to walk. But uh, a, a lot of time people just try to make wide, comfortable road. But it's not really the way uh, the trail should be. So uh, we usually tell people not to cut so many things, not to uh, put so much impact on the earth, you know, just less minimum impact on the earth. We are, uh, we have to be uh, thankful for the forest to, to, uh, to, so, so that we can walk, but we are kind of uh, outsiders, you know, outsiders now. Visitors, visitors, right? Like 
Uh, the animals, the animals are the real locals, the animals and the plants. So we have to be respectful when we use the trails, right? Thank you. Yes. So if you go into the mountain, you see this animal road, animal uh, like um, uh, deer road, and it's really small and it's minimum. And we should do keep uh, that way, I think. <laughs> do you see a lot of animals on the trail around uh -huh. the area? Yeah, we have deers and some uh, bears and rabbits. Yeah, many, many animals. And you. I remember see... when we were hiking in Hokkaido, uh, we mm. had to have a bell on our bags to to warn yeah. the bears. Hokkaido, they, they have a huge bear, so it's a, a little bit scary. But we have uh, smaller bears. Uh, moon, moon, something. Yeah, it's really small. Um, mm. So is it pretty safe if people uh, wear a bell or something, the animals stay away, they don't have to worry too much? Yeah, make noise. Uh, For me, yeah. I'm always talking anyway, so that's a good distraction. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So talking, be quiet. They have some quiet time too, but yeah, keeps the animals away. <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as you don't... Uh, bumping to a uh, mother bear and the kids bear and if you get right in middle of it and it's a little bit dangerous but it doesn't happen so much but it's it, it there is a danger it, it's in the nature wild uh wilderness of course so we, always, we, are, um, we are guests we have to realize uh we we don't own that area we are just visitors right no yeah, and you can learn a lot of things uh, by walking trails. And maybe it's more uh, popular or common in in the States or Europe because many people go for hiking a lot. But uh, Japanese people doesn't really go into the mountains. So outdoor is not so popular. Well, of course, now these days we have this coronavirus, so many people starting to go camping, but uh, basically hiking for long distance is not so popular uh, activities in Japan yet. Yeah. But I, it, I, always, I always see Japanese locals out hiking. I think you have a great hiking culture in Japan. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I even when I was younger, I would hike in Kyushu, and mm -hmm. I'd be struggling up a mountain, really steep path, and mm -hmm. I would get around the corner and be like, "Oh, I did it!" You know, I'm young, I'm healthy, and then I'd see a lot of people in their 80s um, mm -hmm. don't even have proper hiking shoes, and they've been up there and like, "Oh, look fine," and mm -hmm. <laughs> so genki, like really genki, so amazing. Yeah, older people would uh, hike more, maybe, because they only have, uh, yeah. And a lot of, uh, like, so Michinoku Coastal Trail, uh, main hikers are, like, on their 60s, 50s, 60s, or 70s, or even 80s. <laughs> and they are main hikers. So older people tend to walk uh, more, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, we, you're right, though. We need to get young people out enjoying hiking, uh -huh. more. enjoying yeah. being in nature. That's so important, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think uh, for uh, trail can be used uh, for education for kids. Also, they can learn so many things uh, from the nature and uh, um, in the woods, from the sea, from the river. So if you are... Uh, Facing to the nature, it is <coughs> so much safer than living in a city. <laughs> and we we all need to escape crowds, right? Now during coronavirus, more than ever. Um, another thing you you started is you were doing a quarterly newsletter, uh, uh -huh. Shinsai Regain. Can you tell uh -huh. us about that? Yes, this is a newspaper about. Um, uh protecting yourself from disaster 
it gives you some information how to escape or how to uh, what to uh, prepare and all these things so that can you so that you can uh, uh, help yourself from the disaster and they started this in 2012 uh, after 2000 yeah after the great east Japan earthquake i was you know since i'm an architect my main job was to uh, save life or you know make people's life comfortable but then after this uh, disaster happened i was really shocked that i can't really do much of anything as an architect i, I couldn't really uh, help anybody so i decided to uh, give people information to prepare C can you hold on a sec yeah sorry about this <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm working with a hiker, and he has a nice voice. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, he was just talking a little bit loud. But, yeah, so I decided to uh, make a newspaper to uh, let people to prepare for disaster. And that's how I've been doing. And now I'm uh, introducing Michinoku Coastal Trail also. And because it's also, you can learn a lot about um, disaster if you're walking uh, the Michinoku MCT. You can see, since you're walking step by step, you, you see a lot of uh, remainings and ruins of, uh, from the disaster. And you can feel it by yourself. So it's uh, really different from uh, knowing disaster from the media, mass media. You can learn it by yourself. So um, I, I'd really like to, in that sense also, I want people to uh, walk the trail. So um, this newspaper is uh, for people to keep their lives uh, from disaster. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's so it's so useful and important to have that kind of practical information because you never know uh, when the disaster might happen. So it's good to be prepared, right? Right. And there are so many informations in the internet. If you Google, you can find so many information, so many uh, uh, useful information. But if you don't Google, you will never see that information. So that's why I'm trying to make this newspaper uh, as a newspaper, you know, like in, in the printed yeah. printed form. Yeah. Uh, right. Do you, do you find that a lot of local people still don't really use um, the internet so much, like older well, people? Uh, older people maybe, but um, now they have uh, the smartphone, so I think they are much more uh, um, th yeah they are using uh, internet like for the past five years it's in increasingly uh, changing I think because when I when a, a foreign hiker came to visit Tohoku I was uh, asking those uh, locals like Ryokan the people at Ryokan or um, a grocery store, uh, are you okay with these foreigners? And then they said, uh, mm, okay, I have this uh, uh, Google Translator and all the things, so we are fine. That's what they were saying. So I think if you go to Tohoku, I think you can communicate with locals. And even some older lady, uh, talks to you in Japanese and they, they were having conversation with Japanese one side speaking Japanese and the other side speaking English and they looked happy. <laughs> That's great. I want to go back to the showing some of the videos from the trail again because it's 
so beautiful and so impressive and i can see now how you are using like you said you didn't know how to respond as an architect to mm -hmm. what people needed in tohoku after the disaster so you mm -hmm. made the newsletter but i think i see that being a filmmaker is also you're using your design training like as an architect you study design yes. so yes, you're a very exactly. visual person you're you're going <laughs> into different lanes but doing it very well beautiful yeah so i think my skills uh from architect is really useful for making films or making trails or making newspaper because it's always like teamwork. I'm working with many, many people and I'm kind of, uh, I'm not conductor, but I'm trying to uh, connect people and try to make one team work well. So that's, uh, I think it's kind of architect skill. You have to, you design, but you can't build a house by yourself. You need a lot of help from others. And this Michinoku Coastal Trail also needs a lot of help. We need help from locals and municipalities. And, ah, Robin, do you know him? Robin Lewis, yes. He's the yes. founder of My Mizu. I've interviewed yeah. him on the series. And he's, uh -huh. yeah, he's very well known he's, now uh, for his work with uh -huh. Social Innovation Japan, too. Uh huh. It's he, nice to see he, him here. He he walked uh, uh, the Michinoku Coastal Trail 2017 before that we uh, fully opened, and he made uh, Michinoku Coastal Trail homepage in English, and a lot of foreigners saw his homepage and came to Japan to walk the Michinoku Coastal Trail. Wonderful. So he's our hero. <laughs> and he often credits his experience uh, volunteering in Tohoku and yeah. walking the Michinoku Coastal Trail mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. the reason he wanted to start his uh, Maimizu mm -hmm. profit, nonprofit, right? Because it really made him so passionate about mm -hmm. doing some kind of career which would really help people and mm -hmm. the environment as well so really fantastic to see yeah so he has so many nice photos with locals you know he 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 is like a, a gaijin looking but he speaks perfect japanese and also perfect english and he's good looking so uh he made so many friends along the trail and yeah it was really nice that he walked uh, MCT at first. It's amazing to see the differences, like from the north of the trail, you've got the mm -hmm. really like prehistoric jagged cliffs, and then mm -hmm. you've got beautiful beaches and mm -hmm. uh, the islands off the coast to the, like the scenery really changes yeah. uh, really distinctly. And you talk about the best seasons to do mm -hmm. the trail. So you said from March, so from this month, March mm -hmm. to June is a great season. Right. And then mm -hmm. September to December. Mm -hmm. Is it is it just too hot in July and August to hike the trail? Well, it, it depends uh, depends on a person, but well, you know, if you like hot summer, you know, you're from Hawaii. <laughs> then it might be fine but for me it's a little bit too hot uh, to walk in july and august but uh yeah this season from march to june, uh, june is uh like fresh green coming out and uh so many flowers are uh, blooming and you can walk with this uh cherry blossom if you start like in april you can see uh many many cherry blossoms and it's really beautiful and many other flowers and we in winter um, all the, the leaves uh, fell down so you can see the ocean really well but if you go walk 
in summer since there's so much green so you won't be able to see the ocean <laughs> but still it's nice also if you're okay with hot um, climate it's fine yeah it's uh depends on how you how you like how you like to to hike and even if it's really hot days like i i'm an early riser uh mm -hmm. so i would i would get up super early and mm -hmm. hike on a hot day and then take the middle of the day off like plan to be in a shady spot or inside mm -hmm. somewhere yeah that's a good idea cool. yeah. yeah that's a good idea too yeah. it looks so stunning you're doing such great work uh we have about five more minutes Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about? Oh, uh, yes. If uh, you can come to walk the Michinoku Coastal Trail, we are uh, recommending to have a map because the uh, signpost is not uh, really uh, perfectly uh, set yet. So not try not to get lost uh you should have the map that's i need to uh tell i guess <laughs> yeah that's just very good advice very good practical yeah. advice um is there like a lot of people are not using like paper maps anymore uh mm -hmm. how is the service like if people using their cell phone as a google map or something um is the cell service pretty good along the trail uh, yeah, you can, if you go to our homepage, you can download uh, the GPS uh, file. So you can download the uh, the route in your own map. So, uh, which, and it's Which free. homepage? You have so many. The uh, yeah, Michinok, Michinok okay. Trail Club. Yeah, this site. Okay. And it says uh, about... Uh, about oh, this one? the hiking map book uh, yeah route it, it says uh, I'm sorry it's all in Japanese yeah hiking maps data book and underneath that one at uh, the data book uh, nope can you go back one uh, it looks like this when you download it uh, no no this is map you have to buy maps but if you go back then can, can you go back yep one click and go and underneath this hiking map and data book it says a gps data yes here okay and it says G gps data you can if you click that you can download if you go down further down you can find the download link okay yeah great yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this green button says download Fantastic. Yeah, so you don't have to buy maps, <clears throat> but if you buy maps, uh, this revenue uh, goes to uh, a maintenance of the uh, the trail. We <clears throat> uh, we put uh, five percent of the um, the revenue to use uh, for the the maintenance of the uh, the trail. So. We are welcome for you to buy the map also. <laughs> nice. Are there any sections of the trail? I know you, you recommend if you can't do the whole thing, of course. Uh, some people just want to do certain parts. Are there any certain parts of the trail which are accessible to people in wheelchairs or any barrier-free area? Uh, mm, yeah, it's a little bit difficult for me to explain where, but there are a certain point that you can go on the wheelchair. So nice, and or I, with a stroller, like if you have kids or something too, right? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I'd like to. Uh, yeah, support people who are in the wheelchair or who has some uh, difficulties. Yeah. Well. We, we have there's so it's such a long trail over a thousand kilometers and uh, we talked to of course angela ortiz and nicholas petas who had done a cycling along mm -hmm. like near on the roads but near mm -hmm. the trail and mm -hmm. also along the coast so there are a lot of great cycling to enjoy in the area as well 
uh, definitely would recommend people uh, get in touch with your information on YouTube and your uh, website. We'll put all the links below. And uh, also look out for the movie um, that you made with uh, Ryusuke Hamamoto. I would love to see that. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your information and please keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for joining. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you. I drop the armor, now I'm bold.